0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked on Spartans. It is Thursday, March 19th, 2020. I am your co-host, Will Hunter, joined by my covered and hand sanitizer co-host, Matt Sheehan. Mm -hmm. Matt, what's going on?
1: Not a lot. Just moist (laughs) in hand sanitizer and Clorox wipes over here on my end. How are you doing, Will? No one ever asks how
0: Will Hunter is doing. How are you? I'm fine. I'm always fine. Yeah, that's true. That's why I never ask. Okay. I went to Meyer today. Ah, uh, nice. Or yesterday. Today as we record this here at eight o'clock Wednesday night. Um, the wife and I, we live near a Meyer, so we usually go every other day, just kinda keep it fresh, you know? Sure. We decided probably best to try to space those out and plan four or five meals in a head. Freezeable things, if you will. Absolutely. Uh so I went and really stocked up today. Um and it was weird. I hadn't been in there in five days, four or five days. Did you miss it? You no. Know, um, okay. All right. Meyers usually like quick trip in and out, grab some things, bada bing, bada boom. Um, oh, not these days. There were people spraying all the carts with cleaners. Like it was, I was like, that's new. Um, everyone <laughs> had gloves and masks on, um, they're like, you know, how they have those movable stands like, here's the seasonal stuff, and here's this little oh, this is on sale. Mm-hmm. They were everywhere. I don't know if this is like that in Almayer's or whatever, just because of stocking issues, but like, there were just stacks upon stacks of these things like uh, dry goods, canned things, pastas, probably the most in demand items right now. Yeah. We're just like stacked up in all the aisles, like outside before you go in. Like, you got your food aisles, but then you got the big aisle to traverse down the the length of the mire. That big aisle was just packed, packed with all sorts of stuff. Like, it it has never been. There were 1,900 pallets there. It was like a maze getting through it. I was like, this is just so weird. And all the toilet paper is still gone. I watched a person who uh, I believe was a letter carrier for our fine postal service. Um, in that aisle sizing up napkins. And I just oh. kind of was watching and I was like, that guy is 100% going home and wiping his behind with napkins. after he's, this.
1: He's going for it. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: He, Cause just the way he was, you know, you just, I'm going to grab some napkins, get out of here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Nope. He was, holding, on sale. Yeah. <laughs> he was holding a couple and was like, uh, like sizing them up, looking back and forth. And I was like, that is a man who mm-hmm. is out of toilet paper. Yep. And has to buy napkins. Um, weird times.
1: Went home with a few extra circulars, if you will, from the front of the store, just, just for backup, just for reinforcements if the <laughs> napkins were to run out as well.
0: Yes. But
1: yeah, these are desperate times,
0: Will. Um, but it was good. They had everything I needed except for chicken. Dear God, okay. apparently chicken is one of the first things to go. I did not know this. Now I'm
1: learning a lot about shopping habits and yeah. how people react to time of need. It's yep. very exciting. I gotta say, at the, at the very least, it's been entertaining. <laughs>
0: I guess. Um, yeah, it's a positive on, spin zone. <laughs> on today's show, uh, we're going to talk about a uh, certain high school basketball prospect saying a certain thing about a certain school.
1: Yeah. Oh boy.
0: Um, perhaps the best high school prospect since. LeBron James.
1: Oh, I'm sorry to be heard again. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, so ready. Amani Bates had some things to say about Michigan state. We'll talk about it. Uh, we're also going to take some of your questions. We've got a bunch um, and we're just stockpiling these suckers. So locked on Spartans at gmail.com at will underscore underscore Hunter one L two underscores at Sheehan underscore sports and uh, send us questions at any time. We're just stockpiling. Them. We'll go through, uh, you know, four or five today and Keep saving up our reserves for uh, down the line. So we'll take some of those, and then we're going to do some football talk. Um, we got a few things that I want to go over. Whether it's you know uh, MSU players in the NFL, we got free agency going on. Do a little bit on that. We got to talk about King Julian um, and just <laughs> what's going on with MSU football right now. So that's the plan for today's show. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Matt. Well. We have one more announcement. We sure do. Do you want to make it? You make it. I've been talking so much. I need a drink of water. You make the announcement. So we're going to
1: do another Rewatchables episode tomorrow. Uh, It is not going to be a former player or coach, but we are going to scale it back to the 2010 MSU Notre Dame football game, a.k.a. the Little Giants game. Hmm. And we are going to have a near and dear friend from a previous podcast, Will and I did, called The Three Gas Bags. Rest in peace. Pour one out for it. Uh, Paul Costanzo is going to join us, and I already feel pretty bad about this. Why? Paul is a big Notre Dame fan. Oh, he is. Big old Notre Dame fan. <laughs> uh, and he texts us like, hey, we should do a podcast one day. I was like, yeah. okay, well, uh, well what, 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 what what, could we use Paul for and that? Oh, God, it dawned on me. I'm about to be the world's biggest rat bastard, and I texted back, how about the little Giants game rewatchable? How about we just, I don't know, drag you over the coals uh, and make you rewatch that one and talk about it for 30 to 50 minutes? I don't know. Let's just give that a go. So he will be joining us tomorrow. I think the statute of limitations on that game have subsided after 10
0: years hopefully yeah we're so about I talk, to find out tomorrow i, I talked to paul on the phone he's like yeah you know the scars have healed um, that's good. they, they okay. went to the bcs national championship a couple years later they, they've mm-hmm. been to the college football playoff they've had a lot of success yeah. that was brian kelly's first year oh wow um, which yeah that that was that spoiler alert that's gonna be my oh yeah. We're going to um, have
1: 4,000 oh yeah moments. Yeah. Like, we, we we had a handful for a game that happened last year. This happened a decade ago. We're yeah. going to have more than enough oh so, yeah moments.
0: I, I tweeted out a 10 minute quick cut highlight video. So it's a, you know 10 minutes of highlights uh, on Twitter. You can watch that. It's also on BTN Plus if you have a uh, subscription there. Matt and I are currently pressuring BTN into a, releasing... The plus content for free for a couple weeks because, um, I don't know if you saw this, the NFL has opened up Game Pass for free, which is a really nice thing to do. Um, access to all sorts of games going way back, coaches film, all sorts of stuff. And then the NBA has opened up uh, League Pass as well, and I'm not as familiar with League Pass, but I imagine it's just a wide Library of all sorts of games to go back and rewatch. So two really nice gestures by those leagues. Let's pressure BTN into doing the same with their plus content because you can watch that game in full 60 minute uh, BTN in 60, which is perfect for this um, there on BTN plus. So that's we're going to try to get that for you guys in time to uh, do this rewatchable. We'll see. But there is a 10 minute highlight video uh, available that i tweeted out at will underscore underscore hunter one l two underscores and honestly matt we're gonna spend a lot of time on little giants so (laughs) you don't need to watch the whole game um just be familiar with little giants
1: sure absolutely and yeah that little 10 minute highly video is never never a bad watch no no if you have 10 minutes of your time which i'm gonna assume that you do as the world is pretty much shut down except for the internet um yeah try to find some time in your day to
0: watch it all right, let's do a few minutes here um, on yeah. Imani Bates. Let's do it. Let's so, do it, man. If you don't know who Imani Bates is, real quick, he is a going to be a junior at Ypsilanti High School next season. Mm-hmm. He has been the number one high school player regardless of class since his freshman season uh, at Ypsilanti. Player of the year, back-to-back years in Michigan. He's like 6'8". Uh, can dribble, can shoot, can handle, can do all sorts of things. Um, People are comparing him to Kevin Durant, and it's not hyperbole. Um, There are legitimate people who say he's a better prospect than Kevin Durant. There are a number of people who say he's the best prospect from high school since LeBron James. Yep. Lofty. Um, Two
1: fine players, yep.
0: Seems deserved. He scored like 60-something points a couple weeks ago in a high school game. Um, He is... A once in a generation type talent and Matt well, he has spent a lot of time at Michigan State. He's been connected to the program he's worked out at the school and open gyms and been around the program is familiar with it you know, being in Ypsilanti, it's it's not far down the road and no. he told Tipton edits who like Tipton edits what's that it's a, a recruiting edit page that a guy that makes photoshops for recruits is very popular amongst high school prospects and has through that become a very good source of information on things um and he photoshopped Imani Bates in some MSU gear and said Imani Bates told him that Michigan State has always been his dream school Matt
1: and that's something too and you even talk about the workouts too two days ago he was working out with Gabe Brown Mm -hmm. he's got Close relationships with a lot of these players. He was at
0: senior day for the Ohio State. He
1: was. And not only that game, but I've also, I'm starting to lose count of games he's been an unofficial visitor to, whether it be this year or last year. Uh, He's been to Breslin quite a handful of times for sure. So there's no mystery that there's a connection there. Now, this is a quote that's pretty nice, coming from Timpton Edits, saying that Imani Baines tells me Michigan State has always been his dream school. And it's like, God, we're sorry to be hurt again. Let's go. <laughs> and it would be so thrilling, so exciting. And don't get, I, don't get me wrong, it, it is exciting, it is thrilling. But man, well, you, the listener at home, you, you probably know what I'm going to bring up next. We've gone through some pretty brutal recruiting heartbreak mm-hmm. in the past. Now, don't get me wrong, we have gotten our great share of incredible hauls from players such as Miles Bridges, Jaron Jackson. Maddie Sissoko for this year. Yeah, we've done okay on the recruiting trail, don't get me wrong, but just at the top of my head, you got Josh Jackson, mm-hmm. Vernon Carey, Jabari mm-hmm. Parker, Cliff mm-hmm. Alexander, mm-hmm. Isaiah Stewart, mm-hmm. Caleb Swannigan, mm-hmm. Devin Booker, if you mm-hmm. want to go there. What happened there? M S U was a <laughs> strong lean for these kids, and at the very last second, of blue blood—take Isaiah Stewart's name out of this—I don't count Washington. Anyway, a blue blood comes in and just ah no! You thought you were gonna get this guy, and just takes him right out from us. So, of course, I'm worried about the Duke boogeyman coming in, or the Kansas bagman—I mean, boogeyman coming in. Um,
0: and also, Kentucky
1: bagman, we can Kentucky bagman. And let's also talk about this. Wouldn't it be just vintage MSU recruiting luck for Imani just to go to the NBA? Because mm-hmm. that rule will be instituted mm-hmm. his That's senior year.
0: It seems like if Imani Bates plays high school or college basketball, it'll be at Michigan State. All signs point to that. All signs right now point to that. That's a big if. If he plays college basketball, because the one and done rule with the NBA. Is seemingly going away very soon. Yep. And I think actually, like his class, his high school class is kind of in line. It might be the year before, but his class is in line to be the first ones, you know, to be able to go straight from high school into the NBA. Which Imani Bates is not going to waste a year at any college in the world when he can go pro. He's just not going to do it. He doesn't need to do it. He's Mm going to be the first overall pick. He is going to get a massive sneaker deal. He is going yep. to be wealthy beyond his wildest imagination yep. um, and is going to be a legitimate NBA superstar in a few years. Yep. Like, it's just that's how it is. <laughs> so, it sure is. But, 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 there's this wonderful thing called reclassifying Matt.
1: Sure, it's my new favorite thing in the whole entire world. Yes. Yes.
0: It is when a high school prospect foregoes a year of high school, and goes to college a year early. Um, a lot of people have done it. I think, did James Wiseman do it? I I'm to like say he, he did, yeah. I think he did. Um, a number of top, top prospects. I remember Andre Drummond was one that um, did it mm-hmm. just because he was a highly touted recruit and then obviously went uh, in the lottery. Um, so people I believe in Anthony Michigan, Edwards
1: or, did it this year, too.
0: Yeah. Pro- yeah. oh, You know what? It might have been Anthony Edwards that I'm thinking of. Um, regardless, it's something that top prospects do. Um, you get to a point, and Imani Bates is probably already there, where high school ball is just not necessary. You don't no. need it. <laughs> and the quicker you can get to the NBA, the better. Um, you're on a professional path. It's just how it's set out. Um, Imani Bates certainly fulfills that in terms of the basketball sense. So there is chatter that him reclassifying playing one more year of high school and then going to college for one year before going to the NBA, which would be, you know, uh, the exact same timeline. Like he still gets to the NBA in two years, but one of his years he's getting to play against elite college competition as opposed to, um, I don't know, Jackson, Lumen, Christie high school. I yeah. don't even know if they play, but, you know, just like t- Timmy, who has to worry about his algebra two tests in the morning. <laughs> right exactly which is a little bit different like at a certain point if you're averaging 50 points 40 points a game in high school what are you doing in high school yeah
1: it's like playing Madden on rookie mode for four yeah. straight years of your life yeah and you
0: can go the prep school route um and play a little bit stiffer competition but it seems like reclassifying and, and ending up in college for a year is a viable option and if that does happen matt yeah his dream school would be more than happy to be that one-year stop.
1: We could, yeah, we could open up a scholarship for him, I think. We could have one waiting for him.
0: I think Tom Izzo would be okay with that. And the cool thing is, he's like a different kind of dude, like a little bit like Miles, where um, all the talk about him and like his attitude is just like... I don't want to like paint with a broad brush, but sometimes you get prospects who are really highly, highly touted and they're going to be in the NBA in a couple of years and they're just like, let me get to the pros. Um, they don't take to coaching as well sometimes because they've been the best always and you know right AAU coach X, who's a fine coach, but it really can't do anything to like develop this kid any further because they're just so elite. like that stuff happens and kids are like, yeah, you know I'm just trying to get to the league let me get on through here. Right. Um, he doesn't seem, and that's always been like, you well, know, Tom Izzo can't get those guys cause he yells too much and he's too hard of a coach on them. Right. That's always been that kind of crap narrative. Of course. Yeah. He flies in the face of that. Like he is demanding to be like, I was watching a documentary that our friend Matt Shook did. Um, and just all the words or, or the, the things written about him and the talk about him is that he loves being coached. He likes hard coaching. He wants, like, he is very familiar with Tom Izzo, and that style is what sort of suits him. Um, so that's sort of really cool. You don't always get that in Superstars, and it's cool when it works out because we know how it works developing players with Izzo. Like, over time, it just works. The track record is massive. But when you compare that with a one and done type talent who is receptive to that type of coaching, like, that's just fantastic. And,. It could be huge for for both of them, really. And all we got to do is just
1: wait anywhere from twelve to twenty four months uh, to try <laughs> to not get too excited about this that's that's it,
0: okay. Yeah, so all right, let's do some listener questions. We'll come right back. We win way too long in that segment, but we'll do some listener questions here after a quick break. Okay, Matt, you're going to be in charge of administering the questions here. You've got them up in front of you. Why don't you get us going here? Pick the best one of the bunch.
1: Let's do it. Let's do it. So we did get a very nice email from listener Brian uh, yes. yesterday after the Matt McQuaid interview. Uh, so first, thank you so much, Brian. We really do appreciate the kind words. And it's also a really good question, too, he had for us. So, And this, like I was saying, goes back to the McQuaid interview yesterday. Uh, you guys spoke about the huge momentum moment when Arnie came out on his crutches. Anyway, he went right by the parent, so the student section and everyone at the game gave him a standing ovation. Basically, MSU had a let's-go moment. Huge momentum. But imagine the Big Ten tournament or NCAA tournament played with no fans. So where does that energy go, and what are like the what-if scenarios if this tournament was played with no fans? Because we, to scale it back last week, we were ready to have this conversation or whatever, but news, news moved at about what, a 1,000 miles an hour last week? So we never wow. actually got to have this <laughs> conversation of what it would be like. Who does it benefit yeah. to have the fans? Like a moment like last year, just like Brian brought up. Does MSU find the rallying point? Of course, Kyle coming back to the huddle. I- I'm sure that helps, definitely. But it almost gave a different atmosphere, a different energy to the whole entire arena when he came out. And it's it's hard to not think that MSU fed off of that a little bit. So. You know?
0: Yes. Um, Here's what I've been kind of kicking this around and thinking about it. And we didn't get to talk about this because so many things happen. But like, I'm not, I'm certainly not glad we're in the situation we are now. I would have taken any sort of, I don't know, better prognosis, better, whatever you want to call it, like better handling of the the COVID outbreak, um, you know. So we could have kept, keep having sports. I would have taken sort of that path as opposed to the one we're on now. Mm -hmm. And it would have been weird and surreal and unique and memorable. The tournament, the big 10 tournament, but it just, it would have been sad, I think in a lot of ways. And it wouldn't have been as magical. Um, Part of the fun is when a 13 seed is up on a four seed and every fan base that's there is now turned on the four seed and wants to see the 13 seed win. Oh yeah. Um, uh, that's always so fun and so special and what you can get an, envir- an environment like we had at the 2019 big 10 championship game, like that was loud and fun and crazy. And we're just missing that. Like, yeah, sport, watching sports on TV is great. And sports in general is really fantastic, but like the atmosphere provided by the crowd, I don't know what the percentage is, but it, it, it's a huge percentage of what makes sports really cool. Um, mm, college quite- football, college sports especially, because it's just it's different. I don't know. It's less uh, obviously, it's less professional. There's not the corporateness to it. It's not as neat. It's sloppy and weird. And the atmosphere provided by fan bases is what. Provides that, and that's what makes it so special. And so, yeah, it would have been nice to have games to watch and something to do, but I don't know. It would have been um, a major bummer in a lot of ways.
1: And quite literally a game changer, too, just like you're saying with the underdog beating the favorite or something like that. Like, just go back to last year's MSU Bradley game when Mm -hmm. Bradley had that, what, 7 0 or 9 0 run, whatever it was, to tie the game up midway through the second half. And they rode that momentum quite a ways. I imagine the St. Louis crowd um, turned on our Spartans, as humans do when you're about to see a historic upset happen. Um, Yeah, without the crowd, you don't get that. You just call a timeout, reconvene, and you break out of the Mm -hmm. huddle with with no crowd distracting you or no added energy to an already starving, smelling blood underdog. It's, yeah, quite a literal game changer. So, yeah, you, you do miss out on moments like the standard ovation for Kyle Arnes at the Big Ten Tournament. but And I thought about this, too. This is one of the first th- thoughts I had when it said, all right, NCAA Tournament with no fans. I was like, it yeah, might actually benefit MSU. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> if, if they run into a scrappy underdog, you're just going to have crickets in the crowd, not rooting them on. So I, I was excited in that aspect. So it's, it's a little give and take there. Um, but unfortunately, we don't actually get to find out if that theory is true or not.
0: Yeah, and it's... I don't know. It's not a silver lining because it would have just been better to to have the games and have this not become a pandemic, but yeah, it's something you don't really think about and it would have been weird and and sad in a lot of ways. All right. uh, Give us another question. Um,
1: Okay. we'll we'll go with two more. Uh, This is from Ben on Twitter. Fine gentleman. Used to work with him at the state news. Uh, Thoughts on MSU football's recruiting. It is early, but coach Tucker is uh, getting some big names on campus. Uh, we yeah. did talk about that a little bit ago, having just basically uh, the entire team of West Bloomfield out on the campus. But yeah, he is having some solid four star guys out there as well. So, Will, I'll let you take this one away.
0: So, I actually didn't even know we'd have this question. I don't know when it came in or if I missed it or whatever. But I was actually um, talking with friend of the show, Stephen Brooks. Ah, uh, um, fine gentleman. Yes, who does a phenomenal job covering recruiting and other stuff. He's a beat reporter, recruiting guy. Like, I don't, it, someone give him a better job. Give him more money. Um, But I was talking with him um, just about trying to set up uh, him to come on for a rewatch. And I just asked for his general thoughts on, like, you know, how much has MSU um, recruiting really changed under Tucker compared to D'Antonio? And he just classified it as um, bigger net or wider net, bigger fish, um, which is, you know, a nice (laughs) nautical themed way of describing it. They are. They offered a kid in Louisiana. I don't know um, how often MSU has tried to go into Louisiana before. Texas, Oklahoma. like They've offered from all 50 states. um, Not literally, but it feels like it. All over the country. They're going east, west, north, south. And they're going after kids, sophomores who are going to be juniors, who are top 100 prospects. Um, And it's not that... Mark Antonio and company didn't do that. They certainly did, but it's just more of them. They're offering more of them from all over the place. Antonio and the you know his staff—they'd be all over the Midwest, kids. They dip into Georgia, you know, try Florida a little bit, get into Texas, um, and just a little bit here, a little bit there. It is completely blanket coverage that Tucker and staff are going for, um, and it's going to be tough because this is a really good point by Stephen. Just this the pandemic makes it impossible right now this freeze to get kids on campus right. and that is something you can do oh, there's only so much you can do you know extending offers is great but like the there's a recruiting freeze here the communication is kind of shut down and one of the big things that's going to play to their advantage is getting a kid onto campus seeing the facilities that are that are good facilities meeting the staff um, You know, Tucker, by all accounts, is a phenomenal in-person recruiter, really connects with kids. A lot of his staff members you can say the same with. It's just hard to do that if you're not able to meet kids. And when you offer someone who is going to be a senior this upcoming season, is highly sought after and has already visited, uh, they've been to Michigan, they've been to Penn State, they've, you know, went to Notre Dame for a game, they went to go see what South Carolina was all about, and they just— haven't come up to Michigan State yet even though they have an offer like that just puts you behind the eight ball so the efforts are great so far the 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 freeze sucks and makes it harder um, and it may sort of delay any huge boons huge gains in recruiting but I still think at the end of the day they're going to put together a really solid 2021 class and you know, eventually kids are going to start committing here, um, and they yeah they have done a good job before this freeze of getting really good recruits from different areas uh, onto campus.
1: Yeah, look at you. Was that all written down? That was very well said. No. Do Do we have time for one more question?
0: You're not gonna. Okay, I guess I'm just gonna answer that one.
1: <laughs> oh well, yeah. Like, uh, what, what else am I gonna add on top of that? You you checked all the boxes there. <laughs> I don't know. Have
0: an opinion. God. No. Matt, why, never why would have I do have that? <sighs> I'm this is from kidding. you always have opinions.
1: This is from Matt on Twitter. Not me. A, a, a different Maddie Matt.
0: Meh? Is it Maddie
1: Meh? It, it is Maddie Meh. Uh, no. I, I love this question. I was not going to go through this podcast without asking this question. So, <laughs> During quarantine, you and Sheehan have to open a MSU speakeasy in your home. He okay. asked three questions. What's its name? What's the password? What are the specials on Monday and Thursday? Now, do you have answers to this? Because I, I just straight up wrote mine down. <laughs>
0: Um let's start with specials. Oh wow, okay, okay. Yeah, I wanna work backwards because yeah, for you I've got... it's like fireball, right? Oh uh no no you know no no, no let's do this, let's do this. Just give me yours. Lay it out. Give me yeah. your name, the okay. password to get in. Yeah. And and your specials. The
1: the name is uh the Bola suspension because it is a <laughs> mysterious operation and we are low profile and no one knows what the hell's going on. Yes. Uh the the password is you have to whisper uh Tumtum's three-point shot is improving at Moneyball. You have to say that very clearly, <laughs> and then the person lets you in. Now on Mondays, our special is the John o corn shot, which is uh 5 o'clock vodka mixed with whole milk and microwave for 30 seconds. Uh after you drink it, you're bound to throw up. That's automatically, but after that, someone comes and splashes you with a full glass of water, and then you just blame puking on uh the the wetness and the water. That's how that goes. And uh, Thursday, as a homage to Rick's, uh, it's just a two dollar Washington Apple shot. That's that's all it is.
0: Yeah.
1: So that's that was it. really at, at the bowl suspension. Really,
0: that was really good. Let me see if I can. I, I didn't write anything down. I should have. Um, oh wow. Yeah, I'm totally unprepared. Let me. Okay, I got the name. Okay. Is going to be Dantonio smiles. Oh wow. Because okay. it's just non-existent. <laughs> it's you can't just find it.
1: Seldomly seen. Yeah. <laughs>
0: The password to get in. You, you got to walk up to the bouncer and you got to whisper, "Gruff Sparty Helmet." <laughs> <laughs> did you did you hear that, Gruff Sparty Helmet? I sure did, and I'm okay. I'm interested.
1: I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Gruff Sparty Helmet. Hmm. Um, the two tu- was it Tuesday and Thursday or Monday and Thursday? Uh, it's a
1: Monday and Thursday operation. Yes.
0: Okay. Monday is um the Wildcat Special.
1: Oh, excellent.
0: Oh, God. Yep. You get a you get a full beer, and then you got to chug it under 10 seconds, and if you do, it's free, but three seconds in, the bartender kicks you in the nuts. <laughs> yeah, I'm all in. Excellent. God. Okay. Um, and then Thursday is the D'Antonio. That's the special. It's just a cup with some bourbon in it. Mm-hmm regardless of whatever you order just yeah. everyone just gets bourbon on thursday you just deal with it <laughs> okay i like it uh when do we open we don't
1: oh crap all right well but yeah that was, that was my favorite question of the bunch so i know we had to, <laughs> to jump on that one
0: is that that was part of it when do they open
1: no no no, no. that that's oh, okay. just something did you, I what would you say I'm... for
0: yours i'm sorry i didn't hear that when are you open
1: I'm opening on Sunday. I'm getting the things okay. moving stat. Yeah,
0: Yeah, we're open Saturday, um, usually around noon, sometimes later. Um, sometimes we go down to Columbus and open up. We're, you know, always open for free mm-hmm. in Ann Arbor. We're,
1: we're open on every rainy day, too. I want to yes. make that very clear.
0: If the weather is terrible, we're open.
1: We're open, but under like a two-hour delay. Yeah, so the sign will say five, but really it's seven o'clock. So just deal
0: with it. All right, we're running way long. Let's come back and do some football stuff real quick. Matt, um, how much are you enjoying Mel Tucker quarantined?
1: Oh, excellent! It's incredible to have a coach online, and he's got nothing else to do but to be I online know. right now. He or on is. our podcast, we are going to put a full, we're, we're going to full court press him next week. That, that how we does should. that sound?
0: Okay, we should um yeah so he's you know retweeting all the offers and all that stuff but like it seems like every day we get an update from him inside his house <laughs> watching film with king julian <laughs> Yes, it's dog. Is, Yes, it's, he's got two uh yellow labs and as an owner of a, a yellow lab thrilled with uh with your uh, coach tucker just couldn't be happier um he posted a picture of him on uh, I don't know if that's Google Hangouts with the staff or something. Yeah. Um. And, <laughs> MSU Twitter. Um. I don't know. Uh, Secretary. Um, Admiral. Uh, High ranking member. Um, Mitch, I don't know how to, do you know how to say Mitch's last name? Stuart? Of, co- uh,
1: of, of course I don't know. I'm both okay, names.
0: Okay, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> posted, we demand King Julian and Mel Tucker th- <laughs> obliges with <laughs> a photo of King Julian and his other dog, whose name I forget, uh, sit next to him as he's, you know, texting and grinding film. So... Um, yeah, I've been really enjoying his exploits during the thing, and just always throws in there. Keep hand washing and social distancing.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's a big PSA guy too. He, he he's come to East Lansing with a <laughs> thirst to recruit and a need to help others. I absolutely love it.
0: Yeah, he's mixing it in there. He seems um, had to have a good sense of humor about all this and his obviously you know positive energy and all that. So that's been fun to to watch that. What also has been fun, Matt, is watching the staff, whether it's director of player personnel Mm -hmm. or staff chief or, or whatever, director of recruiting, all of them are really rallying around all the announcements of MSU players in the NFL getting paid. And that's really cool because, you know, we don't think about it much, but like they have nothing to do really with any I mean, like Harlan Barnett knows Trey Waynes and knows Darquez Denard and and Trestle knows him. But, Mm -hmm. you know, Burton knows him a bit, too. But, like, other than that, it's just, like, it's a whole new staff and, like, all these front office um, support staff people don't know these players. And it's really cool to see them just, like, rally around and be fired up to watch guys from MSU get paid.
1: It is. It's obviously a great marketing ploy. You see guys like for Trey sure. Waynes, just to go down the line here. So Trey Waynes uh, signed with the Bengals, three years, $42 million, with $20 million of that coming in the first year. Uh, Jack Conklin to the Browns, three years, $42 million as well. Darquez Denard down to Jacksonville for three years, $13.5 And Kirk Cousins, my favorite MSU athlete of all time, Two-year extension worth $66 million to make his next three years worth $96 million. And Will, $61 million that was due at signing. When it's all said and done, he is going to make, as of now, he, he could sign another extension in the future. But right now, where it stands, he's at one hundred and ninety-six million dollars. One hundred and ninety-six million dollars. Now, of course, that doesn't all go to him; taxes he's got to pay, you know, his personnel Jeez, stuff like yep. that, yada yada. But he's going to be one of the richest NFL players of all time at the clip mm-hmm. he's going at right now. So,
0: ooh wee,
1: Kirk, we like to see that baby.
0: Yeah, and that's like if I was Mel Tucker, and if I were like the recruiting people, like I would just put up a thing of Kirk Cousins and just put like. Two hundred million dollars over his head. Yeah, and it's just like when you walk into the building, like first place you take recruits, you're like, oh look, is is do you see that? Kirk Cousins, two hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. right here from it's, Michigan State. It's called State. the, the Kirk
1: Cousins room, and you open the door, and it's just like a, a room of gold coins, like the Scrooge McDuck vault, and that's yeah, all it just is.
0: Bags, just cash, and mm-hmm. then you go. This is. 1% of what Kirk Cousins has earned over his career yeah. in the NFL.
1: I would almost have like a stock exchange board in the football center of just all the players' salaries <laughs> happening right now.
0: Yeah, just stacks. Um, So yeah, it, always good to see our former Spartans get paid. Uh, and I thought it was cool because I just kept noticing it. Like all these new people who are brand new... Um, are really buying in quickly. Like, they're at the basketball game, and they're celebrating, you know, Big Ten champs about the basketball team, and like, oh, this is a special place, what an environment, what a game about the Ohio State game. Mm-hmm. Um, and celebrating these guys getting contracts. Like, again, people they don't know. They all just moved here. They've been here a month. Like, some of them had just moved here a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Like, it's all new, a totally new thing, and they're like they're buying in. Um, and that's really cool to see, because one thing that's been pretty special about MSU is like the connection between the, the football and basketball are the two big programs. That's the case anywhere yep. and having a connection between them is like with Antonio and Izzo, that's really special and helpful. And then any other sport, women's basketball, baseball, hockey, like all the coaches and all the sports, like, it's really cool to have them aligned and rooting for each other and showing up at each other's games and supporting each other on social media. And Mel Tucker went to an MSU women's uh, basketball game during the, the breast cancer game. Um, stuff like that is really cool to see. And everyone's been kind of buying in. And I, I hope they continue to and, and try to keep that, you know, MSU community vibe strong.
1: Yeah, no, they definitely get it. Marketing your program, whether it was guys that were under your regime or not, just letting them know, hey, our ex-player's making bank right now. That's great. And also, just like you're saying with showing up at events, getting your face out there, selling the program, going to hockey games, going to basketball games. And it really does show that Mel Tucker, he absolutely does get it. He absolutely does know how to work the, uh, I guess, the the image of Michigan State, getting out there, getting in front of donors as he infamously – was also at a donor <laughs> event for Colorado hours before he took the MSU job. Like, he absolutely 100% gets it. How to, how to do it, how to do it with donors, how to make your program relevant and get it any way you possibly can in the media for good reason. So, yeah, it's, it's a great, and I'll say for the thousandth time, it's a nice breath of fresh air to have in MSU football.
0: It is. All right, Matt, that's going to do it for us here today. Join us tomorrow. As we rewatch the 2010 Michigan State Notre Dame game, Little Giants, uh, with our friend Paul Costanzo, who is a lifelong diehard Notre Dame fan, Um, we are going to relentlessly harass him, and it will be quite enjoyable to hear the perspective from the other side, because I don't think he enjoyed that moment, Matt.
1: I already feel bad about it, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So we'll be doing that tomorrow. Reminder to rate review and subscribe to the podcast you can find locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Matt, take us home.
1: It's 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 time to bully Big Ten Network into unlocking B T N plus for the next few weeks. Let's let's have ourselves a day on the internet. Let's go.